turn with me to Exodus. Somebody say, it got to be in your ears before it could be in your mouth. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 17. Uh, let's go to verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men. Who said to who? Moses said to Joshua, Choose us out men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, they held up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua disconfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And that word disconfited there, it means simply to uh, overthrow or to overpower. So Joshua overthrew or he overpowered Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. So God is telling Moses to write down what has been done uh, in a book and then rehearse what has been done. He's written down in his book to Joshua that it may be in his ears. And so in doing this, I am going to wipe out the remembrance of what he's been through. Let's turn, let's turn to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. There shall not anything be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Verse 6, be strong and of a good courage. For unto his people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Verse 6, he told them to be strong and of a good courage. 
But verse 7, he say, I need to make sure you understand what I'm saying. Only be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law. What book we talking about? The same book that he told Moses to write in and to rehearse to Joshua over and over. Because I need you to remember the same way I was with you during that battle, I'll be with you for the rest of your life. And so I don't need you to just believe that I was with you because Moses was with you. I was with you because I was with you. And the same way that I was with him, I will be with you the exact same way. And so now he told Moses, I need you to rehearse these things in his ears. So that's why I don't have a problem repeating myself over and over no more. Because I want you to, I want to rehearse these things in your ears. Because once they are rehearsing your ears, uh, there's something that takes place after the rehearsal. But they got to be rehearsed in your ears before they can be rehearsed in your mouth. But the same way they rehearse in your ears, they got to be rehearsed in your mouth. Let's, let's keep reading. Because I, I need you to remember. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. The same book that was in your ears is the same book that should be in your mouth. Because you should be constantly reminding yourself of who I am. Lo, I am with you always. Don't you ever forget or make somebody else make you think that I ain't with you. Don't let no situation or circumstance make you think that I'm not writing that thing with you. That's why this, uh, that's why uh, this book that he's talking about, it got to stay in your mouth because the more it stays in your mouth, the more it gets in your heart. And so now the more it gets in my heart, the more it becomes one with me. And that's why God said, I give you a mouth of wisdom that your enemy can't gainsay nor resist. Because what's in your mouth is what's in my mouth. You remind yourself of everything that I've brought you through. There's nothing that's been put in your life to stop you, but it's only for you to know that I'm always there with you. I'm able to walk through this thing with you, and so you're able to walk through because I'm there with you. And so Joshua, if we go back, let's, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back to Exodus. Let's go back to Exodus. Exodus 17. Exodus 17. Because there's a transition that got to take place with us as uh, believers. Uh, let's, go, let's go back to uh, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. And so this can't be the only thing that was in that book. Because, you know, uh, a book ain't compiled of one page. That's, that's just a note. But a book got to have some substantial evidence in it. They got to have more and more accounts of how the Lord was with him. Um, and rehearse it in, in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. 
And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. And so, uh, you know, Jehovah Nisi means, you know, God is a banner. And so, uh, and so what this banner represented uh, was true, unhindered victory. That no matter what comes up, I see that banner. The banner is forever waving in my life. I know that God is my banner, that God is my victory. And with him, I cannot fail. Because it say, you know, God is love and love can't fail, right? So he can't fail, I can't fail, right? And so now, let's turn, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to turn real quick uh, to Hebrews. Get ahead of myself a little bit, but it's quite all right. Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, so let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Because how many of you know when you run in a race, there's always some tape at the finish line? And so no matter how much I run this race, I'm steady looking at my banner. Because my banner says that I got the victory. So if I'm running this race, then I got to keep looking at my banner. And so verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I don't need you to be looking at an altar or a physical banner. I need you looking Tell your neighbor, keep both eyes on Jesus. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Stay focused on your image. We're going somewhere this morning. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 
verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. So write these two things, because we will get to these two things uh, today. There's a revealed life, and revealed life reveals victory. So there's revealed life and revealed victory. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? So if I want to know the, the things of man, then I go to the spirit of man. But if I want to know the things of God, the best person to talk to is the spirit of God. Because scriptures say, uh, but God has revealed them unto us by a spirit, for the spirit searches all things. So there's no things that I can go without if the spirit knows all things. Save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, so that's the spirit of love, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritually, but is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. So now if uh, I gotta compare spiritual things with spiritual things, if I need to know spiritual things, I gotta go to the spirit. Cause I am uh, a spiritual thing. I'm a spiritual being. So in order for me to know the trueness of this spirit that I am, I got to go to the spirit of God that's going to reveal to me who I truly am. So now my image becomes a lot more clear, even though, you know, in society and culture, it clouds up our images a lot. We got a lot of stuff that they put on and we're trying to uh, go after that image. That's why, uh, you know, even back in the day, and that's why I, I like how, you know, Instagram, they go in next week to remove likes from the platform to where people can't see who like your stuff. Because now it's not about posting for the likes no more. I don't have to be validated by the way somebody like this or don't like this. Because we go so many other places trying to figure out our image, but they try to portray an image to you that they want you to, to aspire to be, but that's not your true image. That's why I ain't got no problem with no black woman wearing her natural hair. Where your hair, baby? If it ain't number three inches long, where your hair, baby? But if it ain't number three inches longer, you want something longer? Ain't nothing wrong with you wearing some weed. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with you <laughs> wearing a wig. Man, we was watching a movie the other night, boy. They had this old lady, man. And we saw her in, in, in the movie, right? And then, you know, it got time for bed, and it looked like a different person. I said, what happened? 
She had and took her wig off. <laughs> but I gotta know that my image not in wig or weave or nothing. My image is in the true living God. And so I can't base the way that I am off of what I see. I gotta base it off of what I don't see. Come on, let's uh ah, let's keep breathing. Uh, he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that they may instruct him? For we have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the heart of Christ. That hit a little different. And so now, what am I hearing? That's why I got to be hooked up with my partner. Because if... Because right now, it's not really uh, me teaching you, but it's the Holy Spirit teaching you. Because I'm saying these words, but they got people in here hearing different things. Because the Holy Spirit just hit different like that. But I got to be able to hear what he's saying. Because he's only saying what he's heard. So he's not saying nothing of himself, but he's only saying what he's heard. So if I'm going to, uh, if I'm a spiritual being, and I'm going to, if I'm going to know about my spiritual image, then I have to go to the Holy Spirit. And so now, if he hears things in the Spirit, then I have to hear things in the Spirit. Because he's saying them in the Spirit. And so I can't be so focused on what I naturally hear. I got to be intent on hearing what my spiritual ears. Well, let's, turn, let's turn to um, John. Let's turn to John. John chapter 16. John 16. You know, it's one of my favorite scriptures. This scripture that I, uh, I close out my first sermon with. Uh, chapter 16, verse 12. It's Jesus talking, right? These red words, right? I have yet many things to say unto you. But you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, if I need to know the truth about me, then I got to go to the spirit of truth. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So now Jesus is saying he's going to receive of me and show that to you. That's why, you know, we say the Holy Spirit is here to reveal Jesus to us. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. So now if I got the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus and Jesus revealed the Father, then both of them revealing the Father and me to me. So how can Jesus say, uh, how be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 
he shall glorify me. This is Jesus talking. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. And so I just, I wanted to read that because I wanted to get to this 15 verse. This is this, 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 this the part I really want you to get. Verse 15, all things I receive, all things that the Father hath are mine. So how can he show you me? Because I'm him. How can he take, because Jesus said, I only speak what the Father shows me. So Jesus wasn't speaking on his own accord. He wasn't, uh, for lack of better words, performing on his own accord. He was only moving as his Father instructed him to move. And so how can I say, show you me, because I'm him. Me and my Father are one. So whatever belongs to him, belongs to me. So the image and the being of God, whatever is in that, is in you. But I can't shy away from that or think that I can't attain that. I already got that. Only thing I need is revelation of that. I need that to be revealed to me. I need the truth about what is truly in my image. And that's why I say, uh, you know, zoom in on your image because, you know, y'all be on Instagram. When y'all won't find something out, two fingers, boy, spread them out. I'm zooming in because I want to get some more detail about this image. There's some information that may be hidden or, you know, maybe uh, her makeup ain't all the way right. So let me zoom in and see if it's all the way right or not. But I can't see the truth about what it is unless I zoom in. Unless I stay focused on that, then that's when the Holy Spirit can reveal what I'm looking at. If I'm looking at something else other than Jesus, well, he, he, he can only show me Jesus. He can only show me the Father. So if I'm looking at something other than Jesus or the Father, he don't have liberty to show me that thing. Because that's not, that's not his business. He don't specialize in other stuff. That's why, come on, let's turn, let's turn. Let's turn to Hebrews. Let's turn, let's turn to Matthew. Let's turn to Matthew. Let's turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and you're standing right with the Father. Are you standing right with the Father? A lot of times, uh, you know, we look at righteousness uh, a certain way and we look at it as, you know, rules and regulations or, you know, I got to be right. I got to do this right. I got to make sure I don't mess up here. I got to do this. But now, what I understand what righteousness is, is actually a true connection to my being. And so now, it's not just me trying to stand up right. It's me standing right with the Father. Where he is, that's where I am. And so as long as I stay connected or in him, I'm, I'm standing in my righteousness. 
And so now I don't have to seek the rest of this verse. Just seek about standing right here. Don't be trying to stand by nobody else. Stand by the Father. Because in the Father, that's where your true victory or your true power is. And so now let's turn to Hebrews 11. And so, and so what happens, all sin means is that uh, for a moment, I got away from the Father. But in order to get back right, all I got to do is go back and stand right by the Father. I come back to myself and I snap back and say, hold on, I'm in the wrong place right now. Where I really belong is in my true identity, my true being, my true oneness with my Father. And so now if I, um, you know, if I fall off the wagon and I do something, oh, come on, Jeremiah, stand right back with your Father. So many times, stay there. What we try to do is we try to, you know, uh, you know, clean up, you know, and try to stand up, you know, try to fix this ailment and, you know, let me get right before I can get right back over here. I gotta, I gotta fix this stuff before I can get right to stand right. But all I gotta do is remember, if I'm over here, all I gotta do is go right back and stand with the Father and whatever is unclean, he gonna clean it up. You, you trying to clean when cleaning was never your job. That's what, that's what the blood for. Your hands ain't for cleaning, the blood is for cleaning. And so now I don't go nowhere, I just go right back to standing with my father. Even if I might have lied five minutes ago, I go back and stand with my father. Because if you missed the mark, it don't matter how bad you missed the mark, you still missed the mark. So that's why there's no real degree of sin. Like, oh no, it's really bad. You slept with somebody's husband, all I did was steal. No, no, no. Both of y'all missed it. You got away from your oneness. But now I changed my mind, I repent, and I go back to standing right by my father. Go ahead, be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. Be seated, be seated, thank you. Hebrews, Hebrews 11. So I got power to stand. Hebrews 11. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Let's go to verse 5. But by faith, Enoch was translated uh, that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so now if I go back to Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If everything is in my Father, I don't need another reward. The only reward I need is him. And so that's why he say, if you seek me, 
I'm a rewarder of them that diligently seek me, because if you seek me, you will find me. And not only will you find me, but I'll give myself, I give myself to you. That's why Jesus said I go to my father, because we're going to come back and we're going to make our abode with you. And so I don't have to put my eyes on stuff. I just keep my eyes on him. Because in him is everything that I could ever want, desire, dream, imagine. All of that is already fixed in him. So what society tries to get us to do is to, to be cockeyed. To be looking at Jesus over here, to be looking at stuff over here. And so our appetite gets so perverted to where we're looking so much over here that we have this as a secondary option. We say we here, but we really looking over there. Because I really want this what's going on over here because this don't seem like it's too kosher or, or, or it is what I need it to be. But now if I seek ye first the kingdom of God, if I seek him, if I seek him, if I keep both eyes focused on Jesus, all these things will be added to me. He's going to reward my diligence. So not only uh, do you have to seek, but you got to seek diligently. You got to keep on keeping on. You got to keep on seeking. Even when you get tired, you got to keep seeking. Even when things start to go good for you, you got to keep seeking. Because a lot of times people, they seek until they get. And then when they get, they stop seeking. And then what happened to my getting? You stop seeking. Because you started focusing on what you got and now who gave it to you. So when I go there, I get myself all in a wasp nest, man. Ah, uh, come on, come on. Um, let's turn to 2 Corinthians. Corinthians. All right, let me let me do this real quick because we're talking about rehearsing, right? You got to be rehearsed in your ears before it can be rehearsed in your mouth. And so, uh, real quick, uh, the way that we learned growing up was by repetition, right? And we learn that way now, right? Uh, go ahead, put my first color up on the board. Cause you know, parents. You know, when you're young, they try to teach you your colors. So, you know, they go over and over. They keep saying it over and over to where you, you can get it. And so they're like, what color that is? Blue. Sometimes, you know, them kids, they be like, yellow? Like, you know that ain't yellow. But then, you know, so you keep going until they get it. And so they say, blue, next color. Color is that? They're not that developed yet. Give me a give me a primary color. Okay, it's kind of green. They say, what color is that? Green. And so you get green. Next color. All right, we're gonna say that's yellow. What color is that? Next color. And so what happens is, so now I go from going to them cars, but we rehearsing this thing. So now when I go somewhere, I say, stand up. 
What color is this? I start pointing out things because now I need you to see the variation. I need you to actually apply it to your life. I don't need you just looking at it on these cards because these cards not gonna be with you in life. Actual things are. And so now stand up, stand up. Turn around. What color, what color is this? The other color. Purple. And so now I need you to see it in real life application. Because, go ahead, sit down, sit down. Because, so now you start pointing it out. You be like, what the color is? And so you get proud when they start getting it like on the fly. And so now, once they get them primaries, then you can start showing them variations of color. Then they start learning the difference between fuchsia and pink and, you know, uh, lilac and lavender and purple. And you know, they start going all these variations of color. They know, they know teal from green and turquoise. And they know if you mix these two colors, you get this color. But that comes with development. Okay, come on, go to the, go to the, go to my, go to my letter now. What's the next letter? What's the next letter? And so, you know, we get to the point uh, to where we start going, you know, we get to the song. Well, we can't get to the song until we learn all the letters. But I got to learn the letters before I can start singing any kind of song. You know, even now, you can't sing no song unless you know them lyrics. That's why you be saying some people, Christmas coming around to them, you know, Christmas carols, they be like, uh. <laughs> People say, don't know it's a partridge in the party. In a, uh, uh. <laughs> and so, thank you, Holy Spirit. And so we see that's how a lot of us are in life. We uh, don't really know the song. But we just be trying to hum the lyrics or hum, you know, the melody to try to portray that we know it. But we don't actually know it. And so now with uh, hearing, because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You need more than two hearings. You need a lot of hearings. Because the more you hear, the more you build up faith for. And so that's why it's important because a lot of times we come in church and we think, uh, we come in church and we got it. We, could, we, that, we got it that service. I got it. Whatever was said, I got it all. Lord knows we don't be having it. But we fool ourselves thinking that we got it. But the way that you prove that you got something is by evidence. And so if there's no evidence in your life from what you say you got, then I'm prone to believe you ain't really got it. And so now, the way I prove that I got it, because before uh, the word can be proven in your life, it got to be proved in you. Like, it has to be proved in your actual being that this word is true. And so now, the proof comes, the proving comes from the proof. When I become the proof, I am, say, I am the proof. Then I can prove whatever the word says. Because the word is me, and I am the word. Because, you know, we learned uh, that we are no longer confessors, but we are commanders. I was trying to see if somebody was there last week. I was trying to see if somebody was there last week. But what happens is we get to the point to where 
we confess, but we never get to the point of commanding. And so now, uh, let's 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 go through the let's go through the alphabet again. Come on, say it. Uh, y'all gotta wait for the letter. See, we get we get so in a hurry, we start confessing. We start confessing, but we don't we don't we don't have what it is that we're confessing. We just ready for the next thing. We come in church, we ready for the next word. We ready, I got that word. I know that word. I know that scripture, and we ready for the next one. But we don't sit there and take time to examine what it truly is. Come on, let's start over. Let's start over. Let's start over. And we and we and so and we be trying to get ahead of God. Like God, I know what's coming next. Let me go ahead and start. No, no, no. You don't know which way I'm going. Look at your, look at look at look at the person that's here. Say chill, bro. Say chill, bro. Oh, uh, or if you sit next to a woman, say chill, sis. Or uh, chill, sus. All right, let's go. Let's go again. Hello. Calm down. Y'all ready? Calm down. Oh, some of y'all got confused now. Y'all wait for something else. That J came up. Y'all got, hold on. That ain't supposed to be there. Y'all rewriting the alphabet. I'm not ready for that one. He told me slow down, so I still slowed down, but in my mind, I was still expecting something else, something that I had become familiar with. So now I've become familiar with it, and so now it don't matter how it's coming out. I already know how it's coming out. All right, I'm, I'm ready for it. So now we come to church, and so now the Spirit speaks, and so now, Sometimes the spirit repeats itself because you ain't heard it the last time. You think you heard it, but you ain't really heard it because I found out that, uh, uh, you know, we found out this week that if, you know, a lot of times we think we operate in faith, but we operate in familiar. And I found out this week that if you only operate on what you've heard, then that is familiar. Because now we go from confessing to commanding. When you confess something, uh, you know, that's why he said, don't let this uh, book keep rehearsing it is. And then he said, don't let this book depart from the midst of your mouth because I need you to confess it until you convince yourself. But now once you convince yourself, because now we go to a point to where now I'm not just saying it to convince me, but I'm saying it because it is me. And so now when I own something, I speak from a different level of speech because now I stop confessing and I start commanding. Because now if something don't belong to you, then you got to ask for it. Well, when something is yours, like, all right.
if if you want Sam by enemy to do something for you, then you know you gotta ask him because that ain't your son. But Ramon Epps, there's no asking. There's only commanding. Because you my seed. You are mine. You are part of me. And so now that word has to become a part of me. When it's not a part of me, that's when I'm confessing because I'm trying to ask God for something that I don't know that's already mine. And so now I'm asking him to deliver this thing to me because I don't know that he already has. But now when I know that it's mine, I start commanding. You know, even there was times when my parents, you know, they'll say, uh, even they say, they say, dude, can you clean your room? But even in that asking, it wasn't really a asking. <laughs> but then, once it gets to the point of you don't understand that I'm not asking, I gotta change the way that I speak. And so now I'm not asking you to clean your room. I'm telling you to clean your room. And so now, confessing and commanding. So now when you command something, I'm, com I'm telling that thing what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now when I'm telling something to do, you know, when you tell Malia and them what to do, you ain't expecting nothing else to happen but what you said to do. So when I am a commander over unlimited prosperity, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not expecting nothing else other than what I command. But I cannot command if I don't own. That's why they got those cars now. They got the uh, they got the push to start. But you can't push to start nobody else's car. You got to be in that thing. They got to be yours. You got to have something uh, on you for that thing to be activated. Even if it's remote, that remote got to be on you. This word got to be in you. So now when I get in to a situation, I'm in my father, remember? So if I'm in a situation, my father's in a situation. Because I'm in him, he and me, we in the father. And so now if my father's in a situation, that's a whole different kind of push. That's a whole different kind of command. Because I am one with my father. But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta own my identity. I gotta own my image. I gotta own my oneness with him. Because only when I own it can I be a commander. And so be seated. Let me let me let me uh let me take you here. Let me close out here. Uh 2 Corinthians uh verse 4, I mean chapter 4, verse 18. Uh I ain't gonna be able to finish. Oh Lord, Jesus I ain't gonna be able to finish. Um Verse 18, now I need this in a couple different translations. I need it in the King James Version, the New Living Translation, the Message Translation, and the Passage Translation. I'm going to get my phone ready because, you know, I ain't got time to waste.
right, 418. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let's go to the New Living Translation. Y'all got that? So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Come on, let's go to the message. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. So if I'm going to be looking at something, I need to be looking at something that's immovable unshakable ain't going nowhere that's been here today gonna be here tomorrow was here yesterday and forever the things we see now are here today gone tomorrow so if something ain't acting right today don't fix your eyes on where they ain't acting right because it's here today gone tomorrow but the things we can't see now will last forever let's go to the passion translation because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. So if I am an unseen being, then I have to fix my eyes on the unseen realm. Because what I see right here in this natural realm ain't really real. I have to function from where I'm from. So that's why uh, things can't come up and bluff me because I have to know that they ain't real. But I have to work from the realness that's in me. That's why Jesus Christ is saying today, yesterday, and forever. Fix your eyes, Hebrews 12 too, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of my faith. That is my banner of victory. That is where I should always be looking because no matter which storm may arise, my eyes fixed on Jesus. People be like, what you staring at? I'm staring at Jesus. Like, I don't care what's going on right now, I'm steady keeping my eyes on Jesus because in him, I live I move and I have my unseen being. You think you're looking at me, but you ain't really looking at me. And so, and so go back, go back to that verse. Come on. Let me let me get the uh, message. No, the, the passion. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. So you gotta, so, 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 you can't see, but you can't not see either. You can't see, like you can't have your eyes fixed on what's going on around you, 
but you can't not see what's fixed and what's going on within you. Is that making sense? Like, you can't be looking at what's going on, but you can't not uh, be looking at what is going on. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, be clear, because I don't want nobody missing it. Make sure you're not looking at your situations and circumstances, but make sure you always stay looking at your image that's within. So even if things come up, I don't see it. So people are gonna think you're a little delusional. Or people are gonna think that uh, something wrong with you, or they're gonna think you crazy. Yeah, I am crazy. I, I like how Moise said, I'm crazy, deranged. Like, I am. Because me and you ain't the same. You looking at what you can see with your physical eyes, but I'm looking at what I see with my spiritual eyes. You see something going on, but I see what's really going on. I see deeper than what you can see right now. You see on the surface, but I see underneath the surface. I see to the core of the situation. I don't let a little makeup confuse me about what's on the inside. I don't let stuff that's put on on the outside make me forget what's on the inside. And so now if I fix my eyes on Jesus, I can't not win. That's why uh, God wanted Moses to write that down in that book because he wanted Joshua to not be able to see nothing else. No matter what army might come up against you, don't see that army, but see your victory. See Jehovah Nisi. See God as your banner. And so now, that's why they was able, you know, Moses was able to send them 12 spies, and two came back with a different report than the 10, because uh, they were seeing something different than the other 10 were seeing. The 10 was looking at something that they saw with their physical eyes. But the two saw something that they were seeing with their spiritual eyes. They said, you know, the, the men there are great stature, and we are in our own sights as grasshoppers. But no, 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 Joshua said, no, no, we can go. Come on. I ain't gonna go there, but we can go. Take this land, because it's not about what these men or what these situations look like, but it's about the God that's on the inside of me. It's about the presence that goes with me, that's living with me, that's living in me. And so it don't matter, and so now, that's why, like my eyesight got to switch. I can't be looking at these things in this realm, but I gotta be looking from things from a different realm. And so now, if God promised it, my, what I see don't deter me from what he said. Because if he said it, he's willing and able to perform. So now, my eyes got to be fixed on what I can't see. So even though uh, Moses built that altar, Joshua couldn't see that altar uh, where it was when they went to go spy out the land. 
And so now that altar got to be something in me. It has to be a revelation that's in me because sometimes I'm not going to be able to see, uh, you know, even though we got records of our wins this year, there's some places you're going to be where you're not going to have that book with you. But there has to be a witness on the inside of you that recalls everything. And so now the Holy Spirit, your partner, will recall the victory that you have in Jesus. And so now, uh, and so I got one more illustration to do, and I'm going to close. But I, the way, I don't even know if they got it ready or not, but the way that I see the banner that they, uh, that they hung over their heads, uh, God is my banner, I saw a banner waving that says, I am. And so now, no matter where I go, no matter what situation I'm in, I am reminded that I am. And so who gonna remind me that I am? The Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of you will remind you that no matter what you come up against, no matter what thing that you face in life, I am. And so, well maybe this situation is the last situation. Don't matter, I still am. The same today, yesterday, and forever. So no matter what you need, I am. And then what uh, I am translates into is I win. So that's why Joshua was like, what the hell y'all talking about? We can go in and take this land. Because I remember Amalek. I remember the battle that I faced during that time, and the Lord came through for us then. As long as Moses had his hands up, we prevailed. And so as long as that banner is waving, I prevail. As long as God is sitting on his throne, I prevail. So if you got somebody that could, if you got a situation that could dethrone God, then you feel sorry for yourself. Then you soak, you, 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 you deal with it the best way you know how. But if you know that God has already gone before you, that Jesus has already won your victory for you, then that's why I'm looking under Jesus because he my new banner. Any victory that I need in my life, he did it. <laughs>